all the way back in 1939 was when uh, New Zealand played a significant role in the uh, origination of Vampol. When we thought through the acquisition of Z Energy, it was really an opportunity that made sense now because New Zealand was moving to a full import market for fuel. Certainly a, a big Red Bull fan. Shane Van Gisberg is the number one driver. Welcome to our latest episode of the Opening Bell podcast. I'm Sarah Minhinick, the GM of Capital Markets Origination at NZX, and I'm hosting this podcast today alongside my colleague, Doug Vrain. Before we begin, uh, we do want to remind you that all information provided in this podcast is for guidance only and it does not constitute investment advice. If you would like more information, we do have a short disclaimer at the end of this podcast. Thanks, Sarah. We're really looking forward to the podcast today and uh, to be providing an opportunity for our listeners to hear from Ampol's Managing Director and CEO, Matt Halliday, who is also driving us into our next listing on NZX. So welcome, Matt. Great to be here. Thanks very much for having me. Thanks, Matt. We're really pleased to have you on and to hear more about Ampol. Ampol is a company with a really impressive history, and it's now the largest branded petrol and convenience network in Australia. So can you tell us some more about the company's background, including your service offerings and your customer base? Yeah, sure. Thanks very much for having me on. Look, Ampol's roots go right back to 1900 when R.W. Cameron and CO began acting as the Australian operator for the company that later became Texaco and over time became Caltex. But I think even more significantly than that, it was actually a New Zealander. It was uh, William Walkley or Sir William Walkley, a New Zealander from the Otaki region who really founded the Australian Motorist Petrol Company in 1939, which went on to become Ampol. Today, Ampol is the largest petrol and convenience provider uh, within Australia, now including Z Energy. We serve over 4 million customers each and every week for their fuels and convenience needs. And we also have the largest fuel card offer in the market, over 110,000 business customers and SME customers across a whole range of industries. So we certainly keep Australians and New Zealanders moving uh, each and every day uh, with confidence. And as we look to the longer term, we look at the network and the asset position that we have. We look at the uh, capabilities that we have and we think that providing low carbon solutions for those customers is going to be an increasingly important part of the Ampol journey in providing and delivering for customers over the longer term. Thanks, Matt. That's a great overview. And, um, you know, we love welcoming Australian companies that have a really strong connection to New Zealand to the exchange. And I know that we're looking forward to working with you more closely as we move forward. It would also be great to know a little bit more about yourself, your background, and what motivated you to be part of this industry. Yeah, sure. So I grew up in Australia, grew up in Western Australia in, in Perth. I joined the resources industry uh, and had a long career with Rio Tinto, worked across eight cities, I think it was, and four countries. So I moved around quite a lot uh, through Asia, North America and Europe and a lot of different places around Australia. Three years ago, the opportunity to join Ampol came up and I really uh, looked at Ampol and saw an opportunity to join a leading company in Australia that had, in my mind, a, a great culture. It had a great market position and asset base and there was a real opportunity to 
play a significant role for the community and our customers today, but also, you know, to leverage those strengths and, and position the company for the longer term. Because I do think companies like Ampol, companies like Set Energy have a very important role to play for customers in repositioning for the longer term. So that really attracted me. Uh, on the personal front, uh, I'm married, I've got three kids, uh, I've got two dogs. I'm pretty interested in uh, in most sports. Uh, so if I ever have have any spare time, I like to uh, either watch sport or, or try and get involved myself. Although as you get a bit older, that becomes harder and harder. So Matt, we were saying for as big as a, a company as Ampol is, it kind of flies under the radar, especially for most Kiwis. And they, they might be surprised here in New Zealand to know how often they use your services in New Zealand, especially with Caltex and now the acquisition of Zed Energy in the portfolio. Can you tell us more about the company's presence in New Zealand and the acquisition of, of Zed Energy? As I mentioned earlier, we actually have a very strong connection to New Zealand given uh, our founder was a New Zealander uh, going back all the way to 1939. Look, New Zealand's a market that we know very well at Ampol. We've operated in, uh, in New Zealand since uh, 2017 through the Gull business uh, and just in May, so right, happening right now, uh, we've just acquired the the Z Energy business and looking to grow our our interest in uh, in New Zealand. And look, that's very logical for us. Ampol in Australia is the has the leading network position, the leading uh, market share position in the country, and therefore is very well placed to serve its customers. And Z Energy brings similar attributes in New Zealand. It's the largest network position through both. Uh, the Z Energy and the and the Caltex uh, brands, and has a leading network and network position and market position. So yes, New Zealanders would be very familiar with the uh, with the Z assets, and I think very important in providing those fuels and convenience services for customers today. But I think those assets and and that market position is going to be really important equally when we look to position the uh, uh, the country and the community for the long term in terms of uh, low carbon options for those customers. And how do you think the stronger presence in New Zealand will help create energy security for both Australia and New Zealand as you continue to power up industries and local communities in the region? When we thought through the acquisition of, uh, of Z Energy, it was really an opportunity that made sense now because New Zealand was moving to a full import market for fuels. So the, the Marsden Point oil refinery was New Zealand's uh, single oil refinery. Uh, that has now closed and New Zealand has transitioned into a, a full import market for fuels. Uh, Ampol went through a similar transition when our Sydney refinery uh, closed uh, about seven or eight years ago. We, on the back of that, set up a significant presence in Singapore and we now trade and procure a range of fuels for our customers in Australia and we have a very significant infrastructure asset position on the east coast of Australia. And when we look at uh, the New Zealand market, we think we can not only bring that experience, but also that capability and scale in terms of the trading and shipping capability and the assets that we have. From a value perspective, we think that we can make that transition more economical, uh, leveraging that scale and, and expertise. But equally, from a fuel security point of view, we believe that obviously being part of a bigger system, uh, at any point in time, you have more ships on the water, you have more inventory. Uh, we have a, a, an operating refinery uh, still up in, uh, in Brisbane, in Queensland, in Australia. So we think from a fuel security point of view, it means that as New Zealand moves to a full import market, we bring a, a greater resilience to the supply chain. 
Yeah, that's something we definitely see a lot of focus on across a number of industries, you know, supply chains and, um, you know, security of those supply chains. And, and fuel has definitely been a hot topic right now, especially with everything that's going on in the European region. One of the things we'd be really interested in getting your perspective on is, you know, what are some of the challenges and opportunities that you are seeing in the industry? In the near term, as you just touched on, the tragic situation that's unfolding in the Ukraine, the Russian invasion, it's highlighted the importance of fuel security. It's really put it um, much more significantly on the radar. And that's where I think the resilience of a a larger company, a trans-Tasman fuels champion, if you like, can really be a more resilient company for delivering for New Zealand and Australian customers. I think, though, when you step back from that and you look out the energy transition and, and the decarbonisation of, uh, of our economies of our, uh, for our customers is critically important. It's, a, it's both a challenge and an opportunity for us, in my mind. When you look at traditional fuels, hydrocarbon fuels are going to decline over time. Uh, there are a range of scenarios for how that happens, but it's happening already and it's going to accelerate. We see traditional fuels being quite resilient, though, out to 2030. Our own modelling, I think Z Energy's modelling, uh, certainly validates that. Uh, but after that, you're going to see uh, certainly uh, declines in traditional fuels. And that's where we see the opportunity is to really offer those low-carbon alternatives for our customers. It's where that leading network position, so the, um, the network footprint that matches the population both in New Zealand and Australia is really important. And for our business customers in particular, who I think are going to be at the earlier phases in, uh, of this transition in terms of providing scale, they're looking for options in the same way that they can an SME or a, a business customer can give an employee a fuel card today. How can you give them a charging offer, for instance, in the future? so that they can charge their car at home, charge their car on one of our forecourts with a fast charge or another destination, and how can you make that as simple as possible for them? And they're the sorts of solutions that I think not only our market position but also our our asset position on forecourts gives us a good head start in terms of being able to provide those uh, alternatives and options for our customers. Because when we look at the modelling, the purchasing intentions are there from customers, Um, That transition, especially on the light passenger vehicle side, is going to happen. It's going to take time, but customers beyond uh, upfront purchase cost and and cost of ownership are really looking at that enabling infrastructure. How do I feel comfortable that I can uh, have the range within my vehicle, that if I need a charge, it's going to be available? And that's where I think Ampol is going to play a really significant role in being a leading provider of mobility services. Equally, if I pivot to the the heavier end of transport, you know, that's where batteries start to become more challenging. Um, If you're starting to talk about um, very heavy transport, long distance, or you're talking about aviation, that's where biofuels, it's where hydrogen play a role. And that's where we're exploring uh, earlier stage alternatives and pilot test and learn projects, if you like, with our customers. Uh, Actually, New Zealand's uh, further progressed than Australia, I would say, from a biofuels point of view. We're doing some test and learn projects on hydrogen. And that's, again, when I sit back and look at the opportunity of combining Ampol with Z Energy, 
It means that we've got a trans-Tasman presence. It means that we've got more scale and scale is going to be an important feature of playing an important role in, uh, in enabling the energy transition and providing an opportunity to benefit from it, a shareholder point of view. So that's how I think through some of the challenges and opportunities. Yeah, it's really interesting to hear you talk about, you know, the decarbonisation and the, you know, the transition phase that we are in. And, um, you know, we're certainly seeing increased demand from companies to be at the forefront of that climate change action. And I know, you know, not only from what you've said, but all the work that you're doing that you're really thinking hard about that. So we will definitely watch with interest. And I think it's, you know, a great opportunity for Ampol and other companies in the industry to be really innovative around that. So very exciting times ahead. And we are really looking forward to you listing on the New Zealand Stock Exchange and being able to host you here at NZX, which is coming up in mid-May. So how are you feeling about listing on NZX? Oh, incredibly excited. Uh, I think it's a great opportunity uh, for Ampol Having, uh, having progressed through the acquisition of Z Energy, which is a significant company in New Zealand, the combined scale of, uh, of Ampol, uh, including Z Energy, the role we can play in not only uh, supporting our customers today and generating some pretty healthy cash flows uh, along the way, but also that role we can play longer term. I look forward to talking to uh, shareholders in New Zealand about how a company like Ampol can really enable the transition and play a very active role, leveraging what I think are some of those key strengths that are quite unique. I look around and I don't see a lot of other companies that can play the role in decarbonising transport that Ampol can play. And so uh, really excited to start engaging with investors in the New Zealand market and, and telling our story and demonstrating the delivery of our strategy over time. It is an incredible opportunity what you guys are working on in terms of the future and the unknowns and all the changes taking place. Curious to get back to the, the listing on NZX. How do you think listing or being a listed company in New Zealand will help you achieve some of the goals and opportunities that, that you've talked about earlier and some of the next steps for the company? Having the support of a broad shareholder base as we're navigating uh, the transition, the challenge, and also the opportunities that present is going to be really important. And so I think as we're moving through that journey, we're looking for different pools of capital to find support for the strategy that we've got confidence in our ability to deliver on that strategy. And I think the NZX can provide us with an opportunity to talk to New Zealand investors and attract New Zealand investors um, who buy into that story and uh, and support the company as we uh, as we move through the journey. We uh, really appreciate you taking the time to share the um, thoughts and about the transaction and listing on NZX. It's all very exciting for us and we're really looking forward to seeing you guys uh, next month to celebrate the listing. I think we have a rapid fire kind of round coming up, but one last question that we typically ask is what makes you excited for Ampol the most, I guess, in the next five or 10 years? There's such a huge opportunity for Ampol to play an incredibly important role to power journeys for our customers in the future and support communities as part of that. And I think uh, playing that dual role of enabling the transition that needs to happen, leveraging the scale, the cash flow that we have today to enable that transition to happen is going to, in my view, execute it very well, deliver great returns for shareholders. Uh, we're going to be disciplined as we move through that transition, but I think what we start with is underestimated today in terms of the role we can play in the transition. And so the next five to 10 years, I'm really excited about starting to really demonstrate real traction as the transition takes place. And it's very clear that 
Ampol transitions into a broader energy company away from being uh, purely a, a fuels and convenience company. And I think as we prove out some of those uh, proof points, I'm really excited to talk to, uh, uh, start talking to shareholders about them uh, in the coming years. Awesome. Well, um, thank you so much for the overview. I think it's really valuable for the listeners to get to hear from you at this point, you know, especially as you are completing the merger with Zed and, you know, coming on to the New Zealand exchange and really looking to the future. We are going to get on to our favourite segment of the podcast now, the quick fire round. So we're going to ask you five questions just to help people get to know who you are outside of the business. So hopefully you're ready. So I'll start with the first one. You have mentioned that you are interested in sports. Hopefully that extends to Formula One racing. Um, we were wondering, are you a supporter of a particular team? You know, Ferrari, Red Bull, Mercedes, where, where, where do your loyalties lie? I certainly am. And, uh, and one of my daughters is an avid Formula One fan, I should say. We support in the supercars here in Australia, the Red Bull Ampole racing team. So uh, uh, certainly a, a big Red Bull fan. Shane Van Gisberg is the number one driver, is a New Zealander um, as part of the Red Bull Ampole racing team. But certainly from an F1 point of view, Red Bull, they've started the season really well. Although uh, I needed to note that Liam Lawson and Marcus Armstrong in F2 are two New Zealanders who I've been told to watch because they're up and coming drivers. Great. And I know that we have a lot of Red Bull fans in the NZX office as well. So um, I'm sure there'll be people that want to talk to you about that in the next couple of weeks for sure. <laughs> Fantastic. Just to stay on the on the sports thread, Matt Halliday is a, is a common sports name. Do you do you follow any other professional athletes with that name or with <laughs> the name Matt Matt Holiday? I don't know if you're a baseball fan. I, 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 I always I always aspired to be some kind of uh, professional sports person, <laughs> but the other the other Matthew Halliday, who I think is a New Zealand uh, racing driver, uh, he took the spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The next question is, when you do come to New Zealand, what are your favourite spots to visit? Oh, look, uh, New Zealand's such a beautiful country. Uh, I love uh, I love visiting all parts, particularly love uh, Queenstown. It's such a beautiful place. And uh, I, uh, I lived in uh, Quebec in Canada for four years and uh, did a little bit of skiing while we were there in the, uh, in the mountains. So I'd have to say Queenstown because uh, I'm a keen skier would be uh, high on the list. Awesome. You just, yeah, you can't go wrong in Queenstown, can you? It's, um, there's just so much to do and it's, yeah, it's a great spot. What is your favourite inspirational quote or the best piece of advice that you've received? One I've been, uh, I've, I've reflected on a lot in the last year or so was, uh, I talked earlier about William Walkley, uh, the New Zealander who was really a key founder of Ampol. I read a book on the first 25 years of Ampol's history uh, over Christmas actually and uh uh, the title of the book is Show Me a Mountain, and, and the book was titled that way because Walkley used to have a saying when he was building the company from scratch that, show me a mountain and I'll show you a way over it. And uh, I think that's quite an inspirational quote when you look at the company that uh, that he built. So certainly a, a favourite of mine. And then in addition to inspirational quotes, are there any um, particular people that you look up to that have inspired you as you've gone throughout your career? Oh, look, this far. I've had plenty of inspirational people I've, uh, I've worked with uh, over my career. People that I sort of really look up to, I tend to, because of my love of sports maybe, I tend to look at uh, a lot of sports people and I really admire those who are uh, who sort of at the 
peak of their game in such a competitive way, but still go about it with strong values and go about it in very much the right way. So an Ash Barty uh, from an Australian tennis point of view, a Roger Federer, and even uh, to go back to the F1, uh, Daniel Ricciardo, who's uh, an Australian F1 driver. In fact, in Imola, in the last race, he uh, he made a big mistake and he went and apologised to the Ferrari team, uh, which I thought was a great symbol of the you know the values that, uh, despite the competitive nature of the industry, a great symbol of his values. Yeah, we saw that too. He went straight in there and really was so apologetic. And yeah, I agree. I thought that was a great display of sportsmanship, and um, you know he's got a great personality, so we we enjoy watching him as well. It's such an intensely competitive industry, and normally the drivers uh, you t- tend to see them not accept faults in any in any way. And I think it is really important, despite the competition and the stakes, that uh, you don't lose sight of uh, when you made a mistake, you own up to it, and that's what he was doing. Yeah, there's strength and, and humility there, isn't there? For sure. And you're almost off the hook. The last question in our rapid fire round: Do you have a favourite hobby, and if so, what is it? Yeah, I think my favourite hobby, I'm not sure if I'd call it a hobby, but uh, I mentioned earlier skiing when uh, when I was living over in Montreal in Quebec. Really loved uh, loved it, Was got into it. It's something you could do as a family and have a lot of fun doing. So uh, given COVID and a range of other challenges, I haven't, uh, I haven't skied for a few years, but uh, certainly a favourite pastime when I get the chance. So next opportunity uh, I get to head over to Queenstown, that's going to be on the list. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure speaking with you, Matt. Um, you know, I I know that I have learned a lot, gained some real insight into Ampol, and, um, you know, I hope that the people listening to this podcast have as well. We really are looking forward to you um, joining NZX under the ALD ticker on the 17th of May. If you would like some more information on Ampol and you're listening, we do recommend checking out the website at www.ampol.com.au and um, stay tuned for the ticket to go live in the middle of this month. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the NZX podcast. Tune in to further episodes by subscribing to our channel and let us know what you want to know more about by emailing us at podcast at nzx.com. We would love to hear from you. Until then, catch you next time. The information provided in this podcast is guidance only and intended for general information purposes. It does not constitute investment advice. NZX Limited disclaims all liability for any error, inaccuracy or omission or for any loss suffered through relying on this podcast. Proprietary rights of the podcast are owned or licensed by NZX and no part of this information may be redistributed or reproduced in any forms or by any means without the written consent of NZX.